good as new. Thanks, Tech Box, bud. Tech Box, what can we fix for you today? Since 2002, Planet S Magazine has been your guide to city living. You're always looking for stuff to do, and Planet S is your best resource. Every issue features hundreds of entertainment options, live music, theater, movies, sports, community events, fundraisers, and more. You'll be penciling in activities faster than you can resharpen the pencil. Pick up the new issue every second Thursday or check planetsmag.com. Look no further. Stuff to do. Exclusive to Planet S Magazine and planetsmag.com. CFCR's annual membership drive is in high gear, and to celebrate, we're throwing a wrap-up party. Join us at Amigos Cantina on Saturday, April 13th, for a psychedelic road trip featuring the radiation flowers and the sex geckos. It's only $5 at the door. Plus, if you purchase or renew your CFCR membership at the show, you'll get one shiny drink ticket as a thank you from us to you. And we'll also be serving up taco in a bag for 5 bucks. Radiation Flowers and the Sex Geckos, Saturday, April 13th at Amigos. The 2019 CFCR Membership Drive Wrap-Up Party. Well, and just like that, the sound of racing cars, and here we are into Civically Speaking. It is Tuesday. I'm your host, Lenora Swiston, and you are listening to the awesome radio station, CFCR, as I said. But the reason I keep saying that is because the membership drive is still on. So if you don't have your membership, I'm even looking at my guests that I have on the show today. You got to get a membership. It's mandatory. It actually is mandatory. Even if it's not mandatory, we're going to make it mandatory. So anybody listening to the show, if you are not a member already, I am really, really going to encourage you to become a member because it's with memberships that we are able to get the word out more. And you get a lot of really good swag with that, too, and get to show your card at different places and you get discounts all over town. So it's actually really worth being. It's it's better than those other kind of memberships that are going on right now. So I hear the Safeway cashiers are friendlier. <laughs> If you have. Okay, I'm so. I could be wrong. Yeah. There, there you go. We're, we're even plugging that. So welcome <laughs> to the show, Sarah and, and Wendy. Nice to have you both back. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm glad that you've come. Uh, regrets from Monica Cougar, who was supposed to be here today, but just a moment of silence uh, uh, for a member of their family who passed away. So hug a loved one, guys, because you just never know. And we've all been touched in this room, I know, by it. I know I always think of Jordan every time I walk up the stairs, I tell you, Wendy. So uh, he's in the he's in the heart, and I know that recently you had your annual with him. So Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, so. tough stuff. And we'll have to have you on just for a show on that. I know that's one of the things that people really appreciate is when we chatted about kind of that journey. So I would like to do that. So... Today is about rapid fire, and by rapid fire, it's just we're going to throw some, start to throw some issues out there, and then see what our responses are. The kind of blue sky in this. So I'm going to start with something that I noticed today, and I think we were all chuckling as we were walking in here about just how how. Um, we were all taking kind of um, photos or videos of things that were going on today. <laughs> so I'll start with my video, and then we'll go from there. 
So I happen to be on the east side running errands, and a shout-out to my aunt and her family because she's going through one heck of her own health journey right now. Um, so hope you guys are doing well today. And I know you are, but let's get you on. I keep going on that right track. But while I was on the other side of the city running an errand, I happened to be going down University Drive, and I forgot, oh, hey, there's something going on there. And I saw a crane, and then I hopped out, and there was a bunch of people with cameras, and so then I periscoped the demolition of the church on University Drive. So that in itself, wherever you stand on the line of demolitions of properties is one thing, but what totally always irritates me, it's the farm kid in me, is how everything went into one pile. They didn't even take the doors off the front. Nothing was, it was just all intact and everything's just going into one pile. And I'm thinking, my goodness, the amount of homes that could be rebuilt with that and toys that could be repurposed with that and and just where it could all be made use and the fact we still don't have a policy in the city around demolitions and around salvages beyond me. So your thoughts, guys? Staggering. Staggering. As somebody that comes from the UK where reclamation yards are a huge business, you know, myself, you know, got doors, you know, that were from an old school and got um, a church pew that went into my country kitchen uh, back in uh, back in the old country there. Um, first of all, it's an opportunity um, that's been missed um, for revenue. And second of all, it's just a darn shame. There you go. OK, Wendy, you're up. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm shocked as well. Um, this is a place where we should be looking towards the future and looking towards using less resources that, you know, haven't been harvested yet. And churches have great, um, doors, wood, the floors are usually great. Um, there's always stuff that you can, you can pull out of there. And, uh, I have a church pew on my deck, actually, and I have a kid's bench from a church, like a kid's pew in my house that we used to have at the front door. So clearly it's something I I appreciate. There you go. Well, okay. Any other thoughts on that one as we're going through through a rapid fire? Uh, no, I think uh, I think that you know, anybody that thinks about it for more than a few seconds <laughs> can come up with lots of ideas of how they could have done it better. There you go. Okay, so that that's rapid fire number one. So now next bigger issue, same track, waste issues in Saskatoon. Okay, any word in the Safeway stores this week or in the last one? Anybody griping about that or related on waste going hinting into carbon taxes? Lots of concerns with carbon taxes. People don't understand what the money's going to. They think it's a waste. Um, prices are going up in the store. I, some of it is just crop failures. A lot of it is, is completely unrelated to that, but it is very easy to tag carbon tax as the, as the fault with it. Yeah, I think uh, in my circle and kind of the stuff that's been jumping up in front of me on Twitter and stuff would be um, uh, BC's uh, uh, Prime Minister there who is uh, talking about subsidising the, the cost of the pumps, you know, the cost of gas at the pumps, but also the fact that uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of uh, Canadians are crossing the border to go fill up in the States and, and get things and then come back and it's like, well, you know, what's it all about? I'm, I'm not against, you know, um, having something that's going to make people be more environmentally conscious and, and think about that. But I think that this feels unfair. It feels like it's a, a tax on 
the West and the hardworking farmers and the hardworking people that we know that work in the oil industry and energy industry. And it just, it's been very badly marketed and, you know, it doesn't seem to be able to be justified. It's just, we're taking away that and that's that. There's no justification. It's it's an interesting one because uh, on my drive today, when I was finding all these things, um, one of the one of the comments, well, not one of the comments, but a news story is Ford in Ontario is putting stickers as part of the marketing, and they're putting it on all of the gas stations. Um, right onto the pumps, and it shows that the carbon tax is going to increase your price by at least four point some cents. But what the feedback was, and I think this was the CBC show that I was listening to in the afternoon, and one of the the feedbacks from the folks on the show was, "Well, how come you're not showing the provincial part, and they're not, which is fourteen cents, and that they promised or eleven cents? Don't quote me on the number, please. But that they, the uh, minister had Ford's government and the minister had promised to to." Re- which they haven't yet. So it was really interesting to hear that. So they're marketing on the federal one, but they're not marketing their own provincial one there. And it is, I think it is really confusing to people what's going on when you say something that I've said that the name tax, Yes, you know, the word tax is, I think, kind of freaks people out. So it may be a good thing, but because of what the name of it is, kind of freaks people out. Mm-hmm. Well, anytime they talk about taxes, uh, everyone's um, dander gets up because they don't they see them having less money every time I have less off my in my check that I can use every time and it's housing tax it's everything else and they add it on but they you know there's no explanation no there's just we're taking yeah. and it it feels very much like you're being punished for just existing. Let's do a maple syrup tax and see how that goes down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You had a picture on your phone that you were sharing with me. You want to share share that with uh, you can't share the picture, but you can share what it describes. The the, uh, interview with uh, Donald. Uh, Basically it was uh, during the Alberta election, there's been a lot of um, dissension over the different platforms that people are taking, they're being anti-immigrant, they're you know, homophobic kind of things that are being said. And the interview with um, Charles Adler, who had him talking to Ryan Jesperson, and they were basically... Do you want to explain who Ryan Jesperson is in case folks don't know who that is? Um, I, he is basically a reporter in, in Alberta and has lived there for quite some time. Yeah. And um, he listed off, he says, there's 25 names off the top of my head and he and in the interview he said i just put my kid down uh, i had 5 minutes to gather my thoughts before this interview i'm in my house and i can think of 25 people that have said some things that are that stand against every value that we should have and he talked about the one candidate who talked about gay love's not real love um you know other ones that are saying you know we we shouldn't open our borders anymore for people to come in and just so many different things that i i don't think Anyone can say, I don't have a gay friend or I don't have a gay family member. And to say that what they feel isn't real and to make them less human. I Like, I don't know why. Uh, well, we wouldn't be having the show if that was. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, exactly. And, I, you know, it's it's the dehumanization of people mm-hmm. that he, Jason Kenney's just letting happen all over his party. 
So this is an interesting thing. I'll jump to you, Sarah, in a second here. But what I'm noticing, though, is that there's these rankings of, like, it's a done deal. Like, Jason Kenney's won the election, and mm-hmm. Alberta's going that way. But yet you're hearing all this other messaging going out, that there's just, there's really some candidates. And then, granted, on both parties, Mark should say on a few parties, you know, where there's that. But it's just really interesting that you have these really old-school kind of value systems still carrying out there. And and yet, you know, the popularity vote is still suggesting that Kenny all the way. Um, and interesting, even though Notley polls high, at least equal to or higher than him, is the preferred leader. Yeah, so I mean, what are you I, hearing um, in there? And I think that the, the, what I'm really hearing is that policies being forgotten about and lost almost mm-hmm. in, a, in a personality of um, instead of saying this is what I would do and this is what I'm better at and this is where we want to go, it's. I'm not her, you know, and I think yeah. that that's, you know, showing a lack of direction, of leadership, of imagination, of ethics, integrity. And it's just, a, yeah, it's a, Alberta is a great um, economy boost for this nation. And I think that uh, justifiably, it's, it feels like it's lost its way. And, and uh, I'm not sure that this is the way back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I mean, I think, yeah, it's a, it seems to me like it's a bit of an old school conservatism versus mm-hmm. what you're hearing going on in other parts of even the country and maybe yeah. even their own province. Yeah. Okay, another one I'm going to fire up because we're at the kind of the provincial and that level. So let's go there, JWR. So we're, we're starting to know that person by the acronym, which is Jody <laughs> Wilson-Rybal. And so if we take her and Jay and Villapot, what's kind of word on the street in your respective worlds? Wendy? And Sarah, pass. Everything I hear is just not repeatable. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Really, okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, Sarah? yeah. I think that um, the fact that she's known by her initials um, shows the strength that she has. Um, the fact that as an independent, uh, people predicting a landslide shows the strength that she has and the support that she has. And this is going to hit. Um, um, the Liberal Party right in their core and justifiably so. What's interesting is today Jane Philippot in the House of Commons, in the ledge, actually stood up and on kind of a, on a, a point of privilege or whatever, took the time to say, hey, I don't even think what um, Justin did in terms of letting us go from cabinet was legal. Um, kind of, I don't know if she used those words or if the media was using those words, but what I heard of the clip from her in the ledge was essentially saying that typically it's cabinet that's supposed to do a vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, it was found out, just for everybody to know this, it was found out that the Liberal Every time a new government gets elected, they have to pass certain legislation to kick in, and they never did pass that, so they didn't actually need a cabinet vote. That's the last I heard in the ongoing saga of that. But kind of interesting that she pushed the issue in the ledge, um, and there's a curiosity as to why Dr. Philip. I feel she's got that. nothing to lose. I think that uh, although she hasn't said it, she's intimated that this is not going to be a seat that she's going to be fighting in the next election. Okay. And I think that when you're in that situation and uh, uh, her integrity is what she's um, stood on. And I think that she literally is going to speak the truth and continue to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it also indicates that she's insinuating a sloppiness in this administration. So I think that what's happening is she's pointing out things that this is protocol and it wasn't done. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And without protocol, what's government? 
Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the upcoming, as we know, silly season started already on the federal election. Mm -hmm. But it is going to be really interesting to see because, you know, not a lot of talk has been happening outside of kind of that little envelope and the carbon tax is now starting to Mm -hmm. come in. But when we talk about the platforms of Shear and we talk about Jagmeet in terms of the NDP, that's still not being harvested yet. And it'll be interesting to see what becomes the issues in the next few months. And And I think I was just chatting in a conversation before this, I think that the problem with um, the opposition is that the uh, people that voted their leaders into power voted in somebody that they tried to think of the exact opposite of Justin Trudeau. And I think that that's the problem is their caricatures of um, conservative and NDP that aren't real that don't really jive with the person that's, you know, centralist, conservative or middle of the road or, you know, kind of, and, and that's the problem, you know, you know, the, the NDP leader is too flashy and, you know, Andrew Shearer is just too kind of right-wing Christian. That's, I think that's what my friends are saying kind of out there. And that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's, what it's going to be. I'm, I'm interested in my first vote, yeah. um, you know, next uh, in this election. So, yeah, I'm curious. But for me, it's uh, the problem is with the leaders. Hmm. Interesting. Wendy, anything to add to that? Um, I, I, what I'm noticing is they're sort of dictating to us what the issue should be. Um, yeah. The things like climate change. Um, they're saying, well, you haven't proven anything. There isn't enough evidence. There isn't all these things. And and I don't think that they can really say that because anybody who takes the time to learn anything has sees that there are some definite changes and their need to try and mystify everyone with it and to say that, you know, there's nothing solid out there. It, even with farmers that I know, um, people who are on very basic kinds of lifestyles are all saying that this is their claims are ridiculous and that there needs to be a plan. We don't like the carbon tax, but at the same time, people do believe that there's something that needs to be done. I talk to seniors who think that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Anything to build yet on that, sorry? Uh no, I think that uh, the general Joe out there will accept that humanity has been <laughs> the biggest problem on this planet. Um, but I also think that uh, if you can't hold accountable and make change in the biggest polluting places in the planet, and if you've travelled around the world, and I have, and, and seen you know, rivers float, floating with garbage and sewage and stuff like that, you know, and if the people that really are the big polluters on this planet aren't held accountable, if the oceans aren't cleaned up you know these are the things that matter and i don't think you know stopping oil that we are already producing to to get to market is is going to help with that i think that we need to as a planet as a, as a species make a plan that we all buy into um i buy into that as well you know so let's start there instead of kind of you know trying to make little changes here that don't have an effect outside of you know our room yeah, it's interesting. We're all nodding heads here for those that can't see us. <laughs> and we all look really great, by the way. <laughs> so, so now I'm going to pick on our neighbor to the south as we're ghost. We're still up there, and that's Hooray. good. So, anything in Trump land lately? Because I've actually Canada has been so interesting lately. We haven't really had this. <laughs> I, I like that <laughs> he hasn't been able to be a distraction. 
I've, I've sort of tried to tune him out a little yeah. bit because I find that he he's such a caricature of himself. Like it, it's what's interesting is like shows like Saturday Night Live usually can push the envelope yeah. and say the outrageous. Theirs just seems more like a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Good the only, surprising and appalling. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I've seen lately is that he was talking about a fence, and it was just windmills. Really windmills cause cancer. I think was uh, the last. Thing that he said, and oh, he was talking goodness. about the head of the um, Secret Service being having looking like Dumbo. I think because yeah. I spend the, too much time on social media. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> the only other thing I comes I, from a giant <laughs> Cheeto. I don't think you can really yeah, yeah exactly the whole Mueller report, the Mueller report that's come out that hasn't come out that they're supposed to be kind of showing to the public. One of the interesting things on that is it's supposed to be color coded by what it's referring to and give an explanation just to help us out. But it's going to be all redacted, <laughs> so it's just going to look like a rainbow with maybe a word and and. Do the, you and think <laughs> that his core voting audience are going to read it? No. <laughs> no. They're going to be told what they are going to be told, and they're going to believe it because they want to. Yeah. And nothing's going to change. Yeah, for sure. Okay, now we're going to jump to to some local issues, but I do want to remind folks that you are listening to Civically Speaking. I'm your host, Lenore Swiston. I've got two wonderful guests here, Wendy Cooper and Sarah Wheelwright, and we've been talking about just all kinds of, this has been kind of just rapid-fire civic issues. Um, so I'm going to rapid-fire on one locally that you commented on as you were walking up because you noticed something. You noticed some businesses closed. Uh, yeah. Um, I moved downtown from uh, Riversdale uh, soon. We signed the lease about a year ago in May. Uh, so moved in kind of mid-May. And in that time, uh, and I've moved onto 21st Street um, into the building kind of that Schmarter and etc. is in. Um, in that time, uh, Ding Dong, the, the Chinese restaurant was closed down. American Apparel was just kind of closing down. BDC has left the, the main floor and the 7,000 square foot there. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, walked down to uh, Winston's and had a beer before I came here with a friend and I came around the corner and I noticed that Melody Bar had uh, a notice on uh, the door, so they're obviously uh, closed down. Um, so rejuvenation downtown is not really happening, which is what was promised. And I guess it comes to the fact is, is, is if the plan's not working, what's the new plan? <laughs> Yeah, well, and I think I've, I've noticed quite a few vacancies myself. Seeing, looking at one day's thoughts, um, it's it's not just the downtown. Like there's Pelasius, Old Navy, the Gap, and some of those. You know, have it's it's every section of town. You know, there's lots of things that are I'm seeing. There's just less happening. You know, less options for people because the, we're not sustaining the businesses that are there. So. Yeah, it's something to watch, right? I think it is something. Now I want to go to another issue. I know on Friday they had a meeting. Um, I don't know. If, I think it was last Friday. The days are blending for me, but Pleasant Hill. I think that was a week ago on Friday. Pleasant Hill had a meeting around crime in their area. Um, have you guys heard anything through your, through your grapevines about that? I didn't hear anything about the Pleasant Hill meeting. Um, I do know that there has been a definite increase in stuff, um, just activity-wise. Random. 
yeah. stuff that's not targeted to specific gambling there's or stuff like that which is which is worrying right i mean regardless of whether you live and work or travel through you know i love the city you love the city you know we, we want the city to be a place that we're proud of and a safe place to be whatever corner we're in so it is worrying and um you know there's citizens that are stepping up to to take ownership of of, of you know there's patrols going out we, we were chatting about that just yeah. just last week yeah. and i think that um again you know it's kind of looking at the root causes of course but it's taking action you know whether it be businesses moving out or violence you know in, in areas yeah and i know chief cooper has been on and said look we can do some stopgap things but really we got to get to some of this bigger systemic social issues yeah. and i think i'm hoping to get chief cooper actually on this show because i really want to drill down because i know that there was you know some hope that we would get a safer cities committee and there would be a dialogue with the community and that hasn't kickstarted. i checked on the website if for anybody else that's been checking in it, the update is still from 2018 so i think we've got a little bit of lot more work to do there and i know in our own community association at caswell it's come up and we've done a survey and crime came up there in the conversation side mm-hmm. safety and crime of, of folks whether it's real or not if you feel it then it means something and it matters yeah. so my only point to folks out that they're listening to this is if you see a crime or you think of something and you're even suspicious it is really helpful to let the police know because then at least we can document it track it and see what what the what what can be done about it and Otherwise, i think as well responsibility of individuals to to not leave opportunity there because most crime is opportunist right so you know making sure you know that your bike bikes put away that your stuff's away that your doors are locked that you you know your windows are secure because you know that's you know can be a driver i mean it just staggers me that so many people have their cars stolen that have their keys in it like what the heck that's like putting your alarm code on facebook like why would you do that you know so i think there's again some personal responsibility that comes in that can help um in that situation okay that's one level but there are mm-hmm. other oh, levels more, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah i would yeah. say on the gang stuff and the drug stuff and that that we hear about i think that that does get scary for a lot of folks yeah i am seeing more gang colors yeah, I'm seeing gang activity. We've had people do transactions for drugs in in the store, um, and you see stuff along Thirty Third Lots. Uh, definitely, things have have picked up. Yeah. as far as crime activity yeah. yeah all right spring so I have to bring this up because it always gets brought up and it's bike paths and it's cities and, <laughs> and streets and and cleaning and so kind of those all go together you know because as spring goes if you haven't been riding during winter on your bike now you're thinking about it but it's also that if you've been isolated in your home because you haven't been able to get around in winter now you're starting to think about it my other photo that I took today was of a of a fellow on 51st street on in a scooter holding his with his with his one good hand his his chair his wheelchair and there was no ramps or anything and he was going down faithful to go back home and it just about broke my heart because i was just thinking what high risk he was in trying to cross over 51st street on faithful and that there's no sidewalk on faithful for him to get back to where he's where where he lives in the residential area yeah so anything on noticings on your ends on terms of traffic streets bikes hearing anything on your in through your great the rides? roads are a mess and and what happens is some of the sidewalks are in such disrepair that a lot of times they go on the roads. Well, th- th- half of them are a, kind of a gravel pit halfway through. So it's it's not safe. It's not safe for cyclists, but it's definitely not safe for people who have wheelchairs. 
So it's a concern. Yeah. I think, you know, they need to do a better job of getting out and, and you know, everyone jokes that we'll, we'll see the street sweepers and fall. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Anything on your end? Yeah. I mean, I just... Um, I, I hear apathy almost. And that's interesting, right? Yeah, I've been here I've been here long enough now to have apathy about the roads. I mean it just amazes me, like, you know, the the, the, the seasons keep happening and nothing changes. Where's this again, where's the solution? Yeah. Like there has to be one and long term you know, I think if everyone was told and convinced that this product was going to be great and the roads wouldn't have to be fixed for another 10 years, we'd all say, yeah, you know what, put another 10 bucks on my taxes. If it's actually going to solve it, then let's do it because I feel like the Band-Aid thing just isn't working and it's just, yeah, my, my, I never had to kind of have issues with in, in back in Europe with, with my vehicle. And yes, we didn't have the extremes of temperature. I get that. But like, it's it's crazy how big the holes are. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it, it is really interesting driving that's for sure okay we're into the last couple of minutes and we've got a conference that's going on at the end of the of this um month that i know both sarah and i are involved with and wendy you might find this interesting too so you want to share with folks what it's about you bet um stop domestic violence um saskatchewan conference is happening um april 30th may 1st here in saskatoon um stopdomesticviolence.ca is the website um now this is a conference that's focused towards hr professionals leaders um, employers, uh, frontline workers, and dealing with the effects of domestic violence and interpersonal violence on the workplace specifically. Um, now, somebody says to me, that's a kind of a weird, you know, kind of target, you know, audience. And the thing is, it really does affect everything. Um, it affects productivity. It affects staff morale. Um, obviously, um, it can also affect violence in the workplace of people that are in a situation that's not safe and, and perhaps ex-partners and whatever are coming in has been quite a lot of, of deaths recently um, you know not just of the partners that were in the violence but also you know people that were working with them as well um, so please do check out the website check out our social media support this event it's an important conversation to be having um, and uh, definitely um, a focus that needs to be had and how do people get a hold of you again uh, if they go to stopdomesticviolence.ca okay. uh, they can find out all the information we have a day and a half conference with, with some amazing amazing speakers and uh, really are providing tools um, and solutions. Perfect. Guess what, guys? We've run out of time. Just like that, here we are. Up next is the USSU show. Thank you, Wendy Cooper. Thank you, Sarah Thank Wheelwright, you. for coming on to Civically Speaking. I've been your host, Lenora Swiston, and I hope to be your host next week, too. So tune in, because we've got another panel coming back for round two. And I know you're going to want to tune in, because we're going to be talking Saskatoon Arena and getting into some pretty heated discussions there, I think. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good